I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. Today's gonna be a little different from what you've been used to. If you've been following along for a while, you know I do long form, one-on-one interviews. It's all about wisdom sharing, soul-bearing conversations that help you really connect deeper with purpose. And that is always what it's gonna be. It's not changing. But today is different in a major way. There's no one to bounce questions off of, no one to get to know, because I'm not sitting across from anyone. It's just me and you. And I'm about to do something that I've been coached for 16 years not to do. You know what that is? <laughs> Talk about myself. Yes, that's it. Talk about myself. I don't do it, at least in front of a microphone. <laughs> I have no problem connecting with somebody. I promise you, if we were together right now, maybe we'd be in person, we'd be drinking a margarita, eating some guac, and I would willingly overshare everything. I hide nothing. I bag on my kids. I commiserate about having zero time. I cry. I laugh too loud, I hug, and I linger too long. I never want girl time to end, seriously. I'm totally comfortable with that. But when you put a mic in my face and you ask me to talk about myself, you have to understand there is major trauma there for me. I've gotten in so much trouble my entire career for straying from just the facts. It was always, read the news and shut up, Lauren. That's your job. That's been changing lately, mainly because millennials want something totally different, and we are now the bulk of the target age demographic for advertisers. So that's good for me at least now, but the damage is done. I got into TV in 2006 right out of college when boomers were the only people running newsrooms. And at that time, boomers were also the main target viewers. So what do boomers want? Zero personality. Now, the research showed it over and over. Literally, the phrase was always said to me, just the facts, Lauren, just the facts. And we have consultants in TV. If you've listened to some of my other episodes, you've heard me talk about it, uh, some before. But consultants, they're all very nice people. But their entire job is to make you fit a mold. They come in, they tell you how to be better, obviously. But when it's a performance field, they're critiquing you. Your body, your hair, your clothes, how you speak, how you pronounce certain words, how you laugh. In my experience, a lot of times they become the mouthpiece for what the bosses really wanted, but the bosses weren't allowed to say because it would be inappropriate. And I'll never forget one time in 2011, I was at a new job. I was already getting in trouble for having too much fun on air. True story. And for this particular consultant meeting, I had to meet her in the dressing room at the Nordstrom store in town. Right out of the gate, she says to me, okay, we have some clothes of yours that we're banning. From now on, you can't wear anything that doesn't cover your elbows. (laughs) I was like, my elbows? Is this footloose? Is there no dancing next? I mean, I could not believe it. She said to me, and I quote, your station is run by old white men and they don't want to see you in sleeveless dresses anymore. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, for real? I mean, this was 2011. That's a story we can laugh at. But I mean, there were certainly some hurtful conversations about the way I smiled or the way I laughed or the way I told personal stories or how I pronounced certain words. I mean, I was a good kid. I followed the rules. I did what was asked, usually way more than was asked. But as an adult, I mean, I really bristle when I'm boxed in. And so there's just a lot of problems there for me. 
consultants cause me major trauma about how I look, how I do my hair, how I talk, and as it concerns us today, what I say about myself into a microphone. <laughs> so over the years, I've learned how to have personality, but not actually be myself when I'm in front of a mic. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. And maybe over time, this podcast will help me unpeel the layers of that. I mean, I'm hopeful because frankly, that's something I should heal. I'm old enough now to recognize that I'm in charge and I don't have to listen to anyone else's opinion about what I wear, what I say, or how I present myself. I've had a conversation about this with another podcast guest, Brooke Martin. She's the fire starter, also a former news anchor. Uh, the first 20 or 25 minutes of that conversation from season one, episode five, is about being a news anchor for television. Just the layers that you have to unpeel from that. And it's kind of painful. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the conversation for me brought a lot of healing, and I was so glad to have it. So if you're interested, there's another thing you can check out after this. Before we get into what I actually plan to talk to you about today, I have to tell you... Right before I hit record, this is what my house sounded like. I am living in a remodel that started today. I mean, well, let's be honest. It's been going on the entire time I've lived in Nashville for over three years. But the next phase where we actually hired other people started today. And the quietest my house ever gets is when my kids go to school in the morning and I'm all alone just before work. It's such a nice time. It's the best time to record anything, but not anymore. My house is going to sound like this for the next, I don't know, like 38 years. And I told my main editor, oh, you know, take a breather. I got this episode. It's only audio. There's no video. It'll be fine. So that's my way of telling you if my edit sucks, cut me some slack. <laughs> So let's get into what I actually wanted to talk with you about today. It's something I've been thinking a lot about, and it's all about questions. You know, I was asked recently when I was being interviewed for a podcast by a podcast host who's actually writing a book, he asked me, what does your self-talk sound like? And I said, questions. My self-talk is questions. And I want to give you an opportunity to reflect on that for yourself. You know, I'm sure a lot of people probably answer, oh, you know, sometimes I, I talk hard to myself or sometimes I get down on myself. Others might say, I'm always uplifting myself. Um, or maybe I talk to myself like I talk to my children. Lauren, did you eat today? <laughs> Lauren, did you eat some vegetables? Lauren, did you move today? Lauren, did you drink enough water today? But even still, those are questions. And it surprised me when this podcast person told me, he said, wow, questions. He said, I, I've never had anyone say that. And so then I started thinking even more about it. I thought, do people really not ask themselves questions? Because the foundation for me of understanding anything is always questions. What do I want in this situation? How does this make me feel? What will happen if I make this choice? If we're not operating with questions, how are we ever going to find the real answer? Something that you've heard me talk about on this podcast before in the 16, 17 episodes that have come before this one. You know, I talk about the question that I was never brave enough to answer for myself. That question was, what 
do I want? I mean, that was a big, heavy question. And there's another podcast with Clara Belden that's coming up in a few weeks that I'm really excited for you to hear. Her question that she had to answer for herself was, who am I? And she answered it about the same time I did, maybe even a couple of years earlier, once she got into her 30s, started having kids, MBA, uh, running her own company. And she's like, God, who am I? And so it became the launch pad for everything that she created, which is why I actually interviewed her was about what she created. And I am thinking about my own experience too, you know, what do I want? Who am I? If you're not brave enough to ask yourself those kinds of questions, how will you ever deepen your understanding of yourself or what it is that you're here to do? Questions are everything. I think about my role as a news anchor and in every um, editorial meeting, every interview I ask, um, every time that something's developing, it's always questions. Well, how did that happen? How did this person escape from jail? Uh, why did this person have a gun? Well, I mean, it's always questions. And quite frankly, in, in my job, you know, if you're not asking the right questions, you're in the wrong place. You know, it all comes down to the questions you ask. So if I can look at my life as objectively as I look at my job, I need to be asking myself the questions that matter. Am I really happy? Do I really enjoy what I'm doing? What parts of my life do I love? What parts of my life do I not love? What gets me excited? What makes me dread getting out of bed? And these were all the questions I had to ask myself at a really, really pivotal time in my life. It was January 2021. I had just turned 36 years old. And I had also just come back from maternity leave from the birth of my third child. He was my COVID baby. He was born in August of 2020, so I was pregnant during lockdown, and there was something about that time, just being home uh, before he was born, and then also my maternity leave, which lasted almost to the end of 2020. And so when I came back to work, I mean, things had just shifted. Things at work were different from just the day-to-day -day stress of trying to manage a newsroom during the pandemic. You know, so things had already changed. The work environment was starting to change, and it was grading on everyone. But for me, it was a particularly stark change because I had just left an area, you know, my home, this cocoon of love and warmth. I mean, it was just a beautiful time and a time of real self-reflection. I mean, I've called my third child the kid who brought clarity because whether it was his birth or whether it was the timing with COVID, or maybe it was me having my 36th birthday, like something was happening all at that same time that just brought major clarity for me. And it's what informed the question I now ask every single guest in every single episode. I ask them, when was your greatest moment of clarity? That question was informed by my experience of clarity, having that third child, being home and and during COVID, clearing the schedule, having nothing else to think about or do. I mean, just being alone with your thoughts. And for a thinker, I mean, I'm a thinker. So for a thinker, that was an amazing time. And so to come out of that time and be struck with this harsh reality that things were very different, I had to start asking myself those questions. It came after a really bad meeting, January 2021. And I had uh, an important person essentially tell me they had no idea why I'd been hired. 
And, you know, I spent 30 minutes in that conversation saying, hey, here's why I've been hired. Here's all the things I bring to the table. But I left that meeting and locked myself in a makeup room for 30 minutes, and I cried. And it wasn't egoic tears. It wasn't because I felt like I wasn't being valued. The tears were the shedding of an old identity and the realization that I had to make my own way, that I could no longer allow other people to determine my value. I mean, that's what got me through in my 20s and early 30s. I mean, doing what people had asked me to do, shape-shifting in the way that different consultants had asked me to. That's how I kept getting hired. But I shaved a part of myself off to do that. And so those tears, January 2021, were because I realized that I would have to answer for my choices. I would have to show myself what I was capable of and actually act on the gifts that I'd been given. So all of the questions I was asking came out of that time. And that's where the question started. I mean, I really had to figure it out. I'd always put off answering those questions, but this was the time that I couldn't put it off anymore. All of these questions started at a time when I had already been profiling people for work who were doing just some really incredible things in their career. I mean, they'd achieved amazing things, uh, regardless of the industry they were in. So maybe business, maybe the music industry, uh, maybe philanthropy. But whatever it was, they had achieved something. And that's why I was profiling them. I mean, there were positive stories, encouraging stories. But what I started to find is that I had longer and longer conversations with these people. You know, the typical interview length for these kinds of stories should have been less than 15 minutes, but my recorded interviews were going for 30 and 40 minutes, which is like unheard of. And I'm sure my photographers hated me because they're like, we're running out of tape here, you know, running out of room on the digital card here. And even after we would stop recording, I would still keep talking to these people. And our, our conversation started really trending spiritual, metaphysical. I mean, it became about so much more than what they'd achieved. And so one night, I think it was March 2021, I'm laying in bed, 3 a.m., staring at the ceiling. Everyone in my house is asleep. But I, I just had this realization. It's like it hit me like a lightning bolt. What all of those people had in common, the common thread there was not achievement, was not hard work. The thread was purpose. And they had been living with purpose. It was why I was so magnetized to them. It was why I just couldn't ever seem to put my finger on what it was that they were doing that was just so miraculous. I realized at that point, I wanted that. I want purpose. I'm not living with purpose. I needed to inject purpose into what I was doing. That's where the question started. And I started saying, how can I use my platform to really make a difference? Because it had really been bothering me. That was a question, another question that I had been asking myself for a while. What can I do that makes a difference. Nothing I was doing made a difference, you know? Yes, I was reading the news. Yes, I was informing the community. But what real difference was I making? And I couldn't answer that until now. And so I want to really encourage you today to begin asking the questions of yourself that really matter. For me, that question was, what do I want? One of the questions that came before it that I felt real shame about at the time was, is this it? And I think I felt shame because it made me feel ungrateful. We're told as women, 
you know, if we have a great job, great career, making great money, and then we have a family, we have a husband that loves us, we have healthy kids, we're doing all the things, right? Like, we're doing all the things that our 80s moms wanted us to do, you know, we're fulfilling it. But I got to that place about 35, and I was just kind of like looking around going, is this it? And I felt shame for that question for a long time. And I feel like now I'm deshaming that question because I try to talk about it more. Mainly because I feel like there's a lot of women that are my age, 37, like me right now. Or maybe you're 31, 32, maybe you're 42, and you're saying the same thing. Like, God, is this it? But you feel shame for that. I felt shame because I thought it made me sound ungrateful. I've got all these things that should be hallmarks of success. Why do I keep asking myself this question? And, and I finally decided, is this it? That question, that is a marker that there is more. So here's my question to you. What if there's more for you? I want you to really ponder that question. What if there's more? What happens when more is there for you? I know one of the women that I interviewed in season one, um, our final episode, episode 13, Mary Gaucher, she talked about whispers, like the whispers never shouting to her about needing to change her career. She was a chef. Now she's become a Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, and she just writes incredible stuff. But when she was in her 30s and she started writing music and really doing well, it was the whispers, never a shout, never a loud bang. You know, it's just the knocking at, I would say, her soul of like, hey, try it. What would happen if you tried a career in music? And that, that was what it was for her. But we need to begin connecting back with our own bodies in a way that I think as women, our intuition is there. You know, I mean, we're, we're so uniquely qualified to go ahead and reconnect with self and reconnect with body in a way that, that I think men probably are not. I think about the journey through pregnancy as a woman how much you have to connect to your body, you know, how much you have to just listen. And then once the child comes along, your child cannot speak to you. So you have to listen there too and really feel out the right answer in a time when there's no one there to help you. It's just you. You've got to figure it out. And so I think as women, we're, we're always put in these situations where we have to listen. But for some reason, we're not listening in the way we need to, to what our heart really wants. And so I'm hoping that this conversation gets you to a point today where you start asking yourself the questions again of what it is that you really want, who you really are. And if you feel like there's more for you, there is, there is more. And so this podcast is here to help you begin to discover what that is. What is the more? What is that for you? I believe by putting purpose front and center for people, for really putting it on the pedestal and giving people an example of what it is, I think that's the opportunity to really say, okay, here's an example of purpose. This person is doing it. I can do it too. Every single person I put on this podcast to me is an example of purpose. They are what I call a prototype. You know, some people are experts. So the authors, coaches, teachers, mentors, the people who are helping others find purpose, those are the experts. But everybody in their own way is a prototype. And what is a prototype? By definition, prototype is singular. You know, it's the only one. And I believe purpose is that way for every person. You are the only person 
who can do what you are here to do. I mean, let's put me in this equation. Yeah, thousands of people have podcasts. Yeah, hundreds of people across this country are anchors, right? But no one's going to do this the way I do it. And I say that to you too. No one's going to do what you do the way you do it. So if I can be the person for you today who encourages you, who forces you to ask yourself the question, who creates community around this idea of like realizing you are not alone, God, then I, I what a gift. What a gift. I can finally say, I figured out what it is. Like, what am I supposed to do? This. This is what I'm supposed to do. If I can use my platform and help awaken you to your full potential, then I've done it. You know, like that's what I'm here to do. So if you're with me right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Lauren, you've thrown so many questions at me today. I don't even know where to start. I totally get that. We need to take it bite size. So here are the three questions that I think you should start with first. Probably the biggest one is, am I really happy? I know that's a heavy one. Am I really happy? What parts of my life do I love? And what do I not love? I think it's important that we figure out what we don't love, certainly, but we can't dwell on the negative. We have to say, what is going to make me happy? So there are those three questions that I think are where you need to start. Am I really happy? What parts of my life do I love? And what do I not love? That's really the foundation of the bigger questions. That's the beginning of getting to the point where you can finally answer, who am I and what do I want? Again, we're going to take this bite size, little by little, but I appreciate you taking this journey with me. And I'm figuring it out too, but I invite you to do that with me. So if there's someone else who you think should be a part of this conversation as well, go ahead and share this episode, share Amstigator, let them know what we're doing, and take time to listen to some of the other episodes with people who have found purpose. I think you'll find it inspiring and encouraging for whatever hardships you're facing today. Thanks for spending time with me. I'll see you next week. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. Amstigator.